Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1987, four childhood friends were reunited after 10 years to investigate the murder of a mentor they all shared. During this time, they unlocked the deep secrets of the past and found themselves exposed to the darkness that surrounded them. Soon it became more than a fight for justice. And instead, it became a fight against the ultimate evil. Six months later, in the winter of 1988, bonded by their knowledge of the dark unknown, they have decided to no longer be the victim. Now they seek out the deep roots of satanic corruption that hides in the shadows of society, all the while trying to mentor a new companion, seeking justice for the death of his cousin. Institutionalized is the second story arc in the Chronicles of Darkness first edition story, The Ultimate Evil, set in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1988. Join us in this tale of satanic horror with Wayne, played by Adam, Che, played by Andrew, Alex, played by Mitch, Michael, played by Slavic, and the newcomer Derek, played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, and on Facebook and Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Wayne, you burst through the door of the dormitory. It's one of those push doors. You like push the metal latch and you feel the pressure cave in. You feel the latch release and you go come outside and it's almost like when you come outside you're hit by this cold gust of wind and it's snowing snow is blowing in front of you but you you don't have the time to sit there and even think about the cold snap as it hits you because your body is being pumped full of adrenaline right now your heart your heart rate is just shooting through the roof you can hear your heart beat like in your in your ears in your head and you turn you look and you see as you're looking behind your shoulders you're running you see this mob of kids you don't even know how many are coming at you you can't even really make out their faces anymore there's like a second where you're like wondering if billy's there but you just see this calamity of danger that is rushing towards you like not even being considerate of the passageway that's in front of them or of the weather there's coming at you full speed what are you doing so i'm trying to kind of stumble forward away from this mob i'm screaming backwards at them uh you know, just to stop. And then I'm going to, I'm going to have to reach down and pull my pant leg up. And I'm kind of like hopping along as I'm doing this. I'm not even stopping. And I take the gun out. It's like just this 38 snub, you know, kind of like revolver thing that I have in the ankle holster. Hmm. And I'm going to just fire it in the air. So when we left off, you had the higher initiative than the boys. So we're going to keep it that way for now. One thing I'm going to have you do, though, is give me a dexterity and athletics role to make sure that you can pull that weapon out while trying to run in the snow on the icy sidewalk. Because there's a sidewalk that connects the side of this dormitory to the main building that you're running on. And I want to make sure that you can go ahead and do that, if you could, please. Uh, One success. So as you're running, you feel your feet like slide for a little bit because the salt's not able to give that traction that it was able to give maybe like an hour or two before because of the accumulation of the snow that's laying on top of here. But as you slide, your foot slides like a little bit, your right foot, and you almost like do that, whoa, you keep your balance, but then you're able, it almost kind of helps you like lean towards where your 
pistol is on your ankle holster on your left. So you reach down with your left hand and you pull that out and you turn around and you who you're going to fire at because it's hard to see right now quite who is who because you have the light of the side of the dormitory now that's like kind of like bright in your eyes because you're turning and facing the door you know it's almost like it's to illuminate the door for people to walk up and you see these people coming towards you so are you just firing just kind of like indiscriminately into the crowd well i was gonna actually fire in the air to oh, kind of just see if i could see if i could get them to back off but okay. if they keep pursuing i'm just gonna yeah absolutely just blast into the crowd okay so i will and I'm not going to look in the rules for this, right? I would say you firing in the air is like you deferring your turn and to see what they're doing. And then they can act and then you can act. You know what I mean? On top of that, then have your next turn. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So you pull this pistol, by the way, which has six rounds in it. So you shoot one round in the air, pow! And it just kind of like cuts through the 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 heartbeat and the, this pressure that you're, you're hearing. Because it almost deafens your right ear when you fire it into the air there. And you see them just keep coming. And so I'm going to have them roll their information or their information. I'm going to have them roll their attack now. So they are going to go ahead and to fire a weapon. So they're going to go ahead and they're going to roll a strength plus brawl. So the it's going to be 4d10. And they got two successes. All right. So then stage one initiative, stage two attack. All right. And then to do the damage. All right. And I believe, and I'm sorry, I won't have to look this up after I do this again. It's been a while. I just want to make sure that I do damage correctly. Okay. Gotcha. So what's your defense? I'm going to roll it again. My defense is two. All right. So he's going to only have two dice to attack then. So you got zero successes. So you see, like, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to do, I'm not trying to have the whole mob attack you yet, but one kind of breaks away from the pack. And it's like rushing towards you. It's that redheaded one. He seems to like he is more physically mature than the others. And you just see him rushing. They're all wearing that blue polo shirt and the khaki pants. And you see him coming at you with this ferocity. And he goes and he comes with his knife and he tries to slice it past you. And you just kind of duck back. You could feel it like the wind of it, like the wind of that knife and the momentum that it has going in front of your face breaks through the wind of the winter. It just, you still feel it come across almost like it like might've, you know, cut a little bit of your hair that it came along your face like that. What are you doing? I'm going to put the gun close to his chest and just fire. Fire. Okay. So to fire a weapon, you are going to do dexterity and firearms plus two. And then what you roll there is damage. Two. So you fire and bam, you just like hit him in the chest. And you see a look in his eyes, like his eyes open up for a second. Like that ferocity that you saw in them before, now you just see like this shock. And his mouth kind of like parts open for a second. And as he falls back, you, you're you standing and you see the smoke of, of this pistol, like the heat that generated by by igniting that the, the gunpowder and the bullet, by like the hammer hitting the charge in the bullet and the exploding. You see this black smoke come out. It almost generates this heat and this cold wind. And then you see as he slowly falls back with the, like this look of surprise on his face, you see already there's people rushing past him towards you. So we'll go into the next round. Uh, you have four bullets left and you're standing there. And now it's your first turn because you didn't delay your action what are you gonna do i'm gonna turn around and run as fast as i can into the woods okay so you turn right 
And when you turn around, you see that there's the door to the other building that that you just came from, the main building. And you see, like, if you make a left, you're trying to look and you're trying to see, like, if you make a left, you're running into, like, where there's, like, some, you think, like, flat land. It's it's hard to tell because it's covered in snow and the wind is, like, blowing the snow around. You can't really see past it. But when you look to the right, you're able to see the silhouette of the of the barn that you and Alex had came from. It's almost like it's hard to make out because of the snow, but you see like the corner lights that they have to illuminate the area around it. They kind of break through a little bit. You can see the snow come across and you recognize it and you see that that's the barn. So you got three options. Run to the left towards this flat land, run straight to where you go into the building there that you just came from, you know, the building where the others are in or go to the right towards the barn. And if you, I can break down like a, we can have you do a roll if you want to see which one is more technically sound, you know, which one, you know, you think may be the best choice if you want to do that. Okay. I would like to do that. I have an idea, but mm-hmm. okay. So I have this thing called a uh, common sense. It's like one of my merits and I don't know if that would help me, but basically what I'm thinking, like my first like initial uh, like reaction to all of that would be I would run back into the building and try to like barricade the door somehow slide something in, into the I don't know something like no. that and just run you know what does but, the uh, common sense merit tell you to like does it give you a kind of role that you can do to see like what's the best plan of action let me look it up again I think yeah. it's like take, a once, once yeah, I mean this is a dangerous situation kind of so yeah take yeah. advantage of everything you have dude yeah and it's like if you'd really 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 fuck up the story can tell you the storyteller can tell you please don't do that that's what it is it's not a role or anything like that i need common no, sense in real role. life okay i'll i'll so what i'll do is i'll tell you what the three options are they kind of break down the tactical soundness of each all right so i'll give you your one time for that so to run to the left and run into the open field where it's just snow it's probably not good it's probably because you got the chance of slipping. You have the chance of falling. Uh, you don't know what's on the other side. You're going to be having people chasing after you and they could catch up to you. Uh, they have strength in numbers. Uh, running ahead. While, yes, it sounds like, okay, I could turn around and barricade myself in. The thing is, the moment you break the plane of that door, A, you got to hope that door's unlocked. B, you got to open that door, which you have wind blowing in there, which could affect you opening the door or, you know, Make it easier, but you're going to have the tsunami of people right away on you. So you having a chance of barricading the door might not be that great. And then uh, C, you could run towards the barn area, which I'm not trying to force you to. You know, I know spooky shit happened like in the barn area. But the thing there is you have cover concealment. You can hide there if you can kind of like hide in the shadows. There's more, you know, there's more buildings there. You know, I want to go to the barn. Okay. And you don't have to go specific. If you want to go to the barn, that's fine. But the thing is, you, you know, there's a lot of buildings there. There's also like where the security little house was security is. You kind of know the area a little bit more too, because of the night before you were there, you know? So that's where you're going to head to. Yeah. I'm just going to run as fast as I can to the okay. barn. I've seen it before. All right. Uh, I'll figure it out when I get there. So you just cut to the right and you start running through the grass to go towards the barn. Okay. We'll cut you to Mike and Derek, Mike and Derek, you're in this hallway. And all of a sudden you hear crack, like the sound. And you know, Mike, right away, it's the sound of a gunshot. And then you hear another one, crack, coming from somewhere outside. It echoes too, like has that echoing snapness to it that kind of rolls through the land of the hills. And then you guys right now are in the hallway and there's windows that are to the left of you, both of you. And you can see uh, when you look out the windows that are to the left, you can see that there's like a, a flat area where there's 
like snow is covering it and you can see like like maybe there's like a building like a smaller older like like a building that was maybe from like 100 years ago you can't you know like a shack maybe you see them all over north dakota when you go through the plains area there's these old decrepit like old barns that are just there or whatever and you think you maybe see like a frozen like river that kind of like cut through the back there but you don't see anything really like the source of the of the sound as you guys are there you also see on the right and on the left of the hallways when you like look both directions of the hallways excuse me not the right left when you look at the one end of the hallway and the other you see the emergency exit light you know that orange whereas like the exit word exit is like orange so you can see when the power is out so you know where you can get to and it's just you two now standing there in the dark seems on you guys do we hear any rioting or You're, just gunshots you just heard the gunshots you don't hear okay. anything so else. it's too far away yeah it's mm. yeah well, Mike pulls out his gun, obviously. Yeah. You see Mike and pull out his gun. Were those oh. gunshots? Yep. Uh, you think that the security is onto us somehow? I, unless, unless they're hiding something very, very, very fucked up. I don't think they'd shoot first. Uh, let's just stay behind me, Derek. So I believe Mike grabbed like a bunch of tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, just grab random tapes, yeah. Yeah, do we have like a backpack or something like that? Because otherwise... I, I guess... assume we have a bag or yeah, something. Yeah, I'd say yeah. you guys have backpacks. Like a yeah. duffel bag or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek is grabbing that so Mike can move more freely. He is effectively unarmed besides having his Leatherman. <laughs> so he has like a pocket knife on him. But yeah, um, I would say he's scared shitless. And he just tries to keep calm and follow Mike's steps and be quiet. What's going on in your head, Mike? Mike's like, God, I hope it's not a monster. God, I hope it's not another monster. <laughs> oh, is he not in like his automatic like cop mode or is he more no, scared? I mean, no, not like scared, but you know, like, fuck. I mean, if it's like a full powered monster that they don't ambush or whatever, like they did basically ha had some luck with before. I mean, yeah, who uh, knows what that was. Uh, yeah. And he knows that there's like things out there. And also he knows that that might not be like someone like security shooting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and then you got this John Donaldson guy. You have no idea where he went to. He was like, yeah. to, like, see what's going on now. You guys are like the power went out in this building and you guys are kind of staying the only light that you have now. Like I said, and when you look at each other, you're not able to like, you know, that weird, almost like dusk kind of vibe where you're like, I can see the shape of your face. I can mm -hmm. see the shape of your face, which also alleviates the tension i'm sure yeah. right now so what also mike knows that you know he can't rely on them same same way he can rely on cops like he can rely on them as people but he can't rely on them as like yeah. you know operator shit yeah. <laughs> but even what would cops do in this situation yeah you know even I mean? cops even normal cops like yeah. non without any training are gonna yeah. be fucked There'd be, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, who knows? And who knows what you're even facing now? So all yeah. those thoughts are probably just rushing through your head, like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then probably the thoughts of what they told you happened in the barn, you know, Welkstetter shit. You know what I mean? And now you're like, yeah. fuck, yeah, probably, you know? Yeah. But you have this guy behind you. How does it make you feel that you have this guy behind you who's probably, you can kind of tell is like visibly shaken at the moment. Like yeah, uh, Mike kind of feels protective of Derek because, mm. you know, he just sees him as, uh, you kind of brought him into it. So oh, yeah. it feels like it's his responsibility. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is the cousin of, of uh, Amanda here. Yeah. And now you brought him into the, who knows what you brought him into, you know? Yeah. Welkstetter shit. So, but, uh, you know, <laughs> someone has to do it. 
So yeah, someone has to do it, I guess. Welcome to the club. So what are you doing? Uh, so okay, so we're on floor four, right? Yeah, you're, and this is the top floor of this like building. All right. Is there maybe like a map of the school? Like sometimes you have like fire exit maps and whatever. It's, I mean, it's, maybe it's it might cool. be by that by that door, you know, where you see the exit sign. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you have a flashlight with you? I assume we take one on like a night raid. Yeah. I mean, we could say you have one, like a little like hot meg light, like the yeah, mini light yeah. that they keep with their yeah. pistol, you know, pull it out so you can blind the people that you're aiming at. That's old school, you know, mm-hmm. left hand fucking little yeah, yeah. light, right hand fucking nine or whatever, you know, standard issue yeah. Bismarck is. So are you walking towards one of the exit doors? Yeah, he is. All right. It's like very careful around the doors. Yeah. So this hallway. Is- he also has danger sense, by the way. Oh, does he? Oh. Yeah. That's good. What does danger sense do for you? Uh, I'm plus two against ambushes. Oh, yeah. I actually listened to that Yeah, when I was listening. Yeah. So you're walking slowly and you guys can hear your foot, like your footsteps on this hallway. You know, it has that eerie echoness that that schools always have when there's not like a bunch of kids running through there. And it's like just echoes your steps and you're walking slowly. And Derek, I take it you're following behind him. You guys are walking up to the one, the exit. Uh, signs there and you go with your flashlight and you're by this push door and and the door hat is like a metal door and it has like one of those push bars and there's like the little mesh glass window that enough to like if someone wanted to look through to see on the other side there and right on the wall there by a couple of light switches and a little emergency fire alarm like pulling down thing there's a map of the facilities that you are at right now. So you're looking at the map and you see right now that you are on the or east side of the building right now. And you are kind of like, what are you, what are you looking for specifically on this map? I guess, let me ask you that. Well, Mike is looking for like a non-standard ways to go down and out of the building. Right. Yeah. Maybe like, always be less used or like anything service related or maintenance related yeah right uh, things that wouldn't be as obvious because he wants to go down and he wants to regroup he wants to find everyone mm. good question so there are five ways to get downstairs there's the north hallway that you're on right now so you're on the northeast side there's steps that go down there that lead down to a similar entrance on the corresponding third second first floor you have one on the northwest one on the southeast and one on the southwest of the building so there's four similar like hallways that go downstairs like that and then in the middle of the fourth floor there is an elevator that will go down to the first second and third so it's almost like these there's two hallways you know like that are on the north end of the building and the south end of the building and then the middle there's like a little break to where people can go walk into the middle and take this one elevator that goes up and down now students aren't allowed to take that elevator it says that it's like a facility elevator or something to that extent there you know so you assume it's for like janitorial staff that they got to take like a janitor cart there or anything like that but it's definitely not for students to take you know, Derek, I'm going to have you roll me a roll. I'm going to have you roll me. Uh, what's my favorite roll? <laughs> roll uh, Wits plus. I, I wanted to joke about it. Like, uh, yeah. I, I would say that, but I'm, I guess that's, I want to do investigation, but you're, you're not actively looking for something. So I'm going to have you roll wits and composure, please. Mm, so I forgot what it does, but I have a merit called meditative mind. Okay. 
Dude, look it up here. Let me know what um, Slavic's looking it up right now. So He's, it might be, I'm not sure if it applies now, but it might come in handy when I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm stressed. I like that. Hold on. I got to meditate. Give me a second. Just sit in the middle of the dark hallway. Just, just shut up. Get that flashlight off my face. Okay. So your character can effortlessly enter a meditative state when she chooses and can remain in it for as long as she wishes. All environmental penalties imposed to wits plus composure roles to meditate are ignored. Not even wound penalties apply to your character's efforts to focus. See meditation, page 51. Meditation, composure plus wits. Four successes required. One role represents 30 minutes. I mean, I'm not, I'm just, this is just let you notice something. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, I yeah. have two successes, but thank you. Yeah. You got two successes. All right. So as he's looking at the map, you see that like you're, tra- you're looking over Mike's shoulder as he has the flashlight going there and he's looking at, it's like the, it's like a, about a foot and a half by foot and a half, you know, it's not a rather large one. And as you're, you see him as he's like the flashlight, he's going to like, he's looking on the south on the lower um, left part corner of the map and he moves the flashlight and the flashlight goes along the ground for a second as he comes back up to look at the map and you are following the light and you look down and you see like from underneath this push door you see like a dark liquid is like coming up from like like splattered a little bit on the ground there like and you can't tell what it is but in your head you know what it is there's a, there's a second where like you feel like that that animal ferocity when some people you know some people see blood and they, I don't know how Derek reacts when he sees blood. I'm sure he had shop accidents or he's seen shop accidents, but some people like faint and they just react, whatever, to seeing blood. You have that little twinge for a second when you see what's on the ground right now. Yeah. So um, something that just came to my mind, maybe comes to Derek's mind. Where did that John Donaldson guy walk away? To- <laughs> you just saw him leave the the room that you guys were in so you know he had to probably go in the hallway unless he took the elevator but you know he didn't say anything about taking the elevator he said i'm gonna go find out but you know definitely either way he had to go out in this hallway he had to go to the east like where your guys are at or he had to go make a left which would have taken him to either to where the break to where he could go into the elevator little you know mini hallway or to all the way down to the west side and take the steps down there but I mean, it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to imagine he went where you guys are at now because this was closer, you know, to where you guys are. Yeah, that's going to be Derek's suspicion, I think. And he's um, like his shock reaction is that he draws in air sharply, like through his mouth. Um, but then he bites his lip and he nudges uh, Mike really intensely, like to get his attention. What do you want? <laughs> Derek just silently, like, uh, does this, he points. Um, at the floor let's go let's just take another way did you and you see what he when you put the flashlight goes down there you recognize that dark like crimson freshly spilled blood and, and you see it splatters you know how like blood when it when it puddles sometimes it's dark and and then sometimes it splatters when someone's like running or something like that it's lighter because it's not so consolidated you see that it looks like you know actually give me a wits and investigation real quick too all righty I have a specialty in unbelievable happenings. Would that apply? No, this is more like grounded happenings, you know, like more okay. like police kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I, I, no, no, I, no, I love you guys have these powers and they will come in handy. I apologize. Okay. That's two successes. You're looking at it and you're like, okay, this isn't like, this isn't like when you open the door and you saw Welkstetter's younger brother had committed suicide where the blood had just kind of like pooled and was like slowly like creeping up towards you. This was like someone got hurt and they ran, you know what I mean? Or it's the splatter of like, if they got like hurt and like just kind of hit the ground there. 
I mean, I guess that's a silver lining, but. All right. Maybe this is Donaldson's. Where does it go? Or is it just splattered there? You look at it and you you imagine like, okay, you look back to where you came from and you don't see any. And you're assuming that it's probably like someone was leaving the, the going out down to the stairs. You can, and when you're, even when your light goes up a little bit, you see that there's like a bloody handprint or like some, like some of the bloods, like on the push thing, you know, where you push the bar to open the door. Mike is going to open the door. So we'll cut to Alex. Alex, oh, you are. Nice. <laughs> Derek is freaking out. Behind <laughs> Alex, you just closed the door of her office and you see that table that that you just had lunch on the subway sandwiches with Wayne talking and that Billy kid and you see the the behind you this with the window this time the blinds are open and you see like the parking lot kind of where you guys had parked the car and there's a moment where you well what's going on in your head while like you close the door like what what's going on in your head Alex is in a bit of a state of shock right now he's just like what the fuck you know he just connects with this woman and you know has a flicker of hope in his life and now he watches her get stabbed and of course all the nightmares just sort of boiling up back inside of him all the anger uh the desperation that led him to become a heroin addict in the first place is you know sublimating into just rage at this point and he's pissed so so when you close the door like are you like what do you what do you do when you close the door like are you like trying to lock the door or like what 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 actions are happening from you after you like run in and you just kind of close the door real quick he shuts the door he locks it he turns around to see if he can get out through the window okay so you when as soon as you shut the door and you like lock you know it has one of those like metal locks there the little like kind of ones that are on the door handle and you like turn and you lock it and then as you turn to look at the window all of a sudden boom, the power goes out and you're standing there in the dark and you're able to see outside more clearly you see that the snow is like flurrying by there's flurries that are going on and you hear all of a sudden like boom, boom, against the door like like people are pounding on the door and you when you look towards the door there's like this this tan door right and it has like that little window thing where the 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 blinds are drawn and on the front you know it says like miss weaver counselor on the bottom like kind of that soap writing that they do on the windows of the doors and you know that there's two big like picture windows that have blinds down that are facing the area where you just came from and you turn and you look out at the window outside and when you go up to it to to like see if you can open it all of a sudden you hear something hit the large one of the large picture windows and you hear a cracking sound and you hear laughing and yelling and it's like you hear this din of just insanity that's coming from out there like multiple voices and then you see you hear goes uh you hear another crack and you hear the window like crack a little bit like it's breaking and like a like one a rubber chair you know those plastic like metal frame chairs that they have at schools like yep. they're just hitting it over and over with like a bunch of these different chairs trying to crack the window open you turn you look and you see if you can open this window and you're actually able to there's literally little like flips you know that are on the top you know where you can unlock it and you could slide the window open now mind you your like leg you, you can feel this sharp pain in your leg but the adrenaline though is kind of allowing you to like you know move forward and actively and the side of your face is kind of warm like like you know it got hurt but it's almost like a bruising you can actually feel like your ear feels like it's super like painful like contender it's like it's 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 swollen and, and like your jaw is a little sore too on the right side there so you slide the you're trying to go outside and slide the window open i slide the window open and then i hesitate 
for a moment. Alex turns and looks back. Can he see her keys anywhere? Oh, good question. So you are looking and you see her purse. It's like on top of her desk there. He grabs her purse and then jumps out the window. So you, as you grab the purse and you jump out this window, you're like, dive, you fall into like two feet of snow. You know, you just kind of land into it. It breaks your fall. Fuck you it, don't up. care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get up and you are like, just like you look and you see the window starting to shatter a little bit. You see like one of the legs of the chair, like kind of like makes its way through the window, like bust through. And you just see like, oh shit, this is not going to last long. So you turn around. I need you to roll me a dexterity and athletics roll as you're running across the grass to get to the parking area. And don't forget your negative modifier. I, I didn't have you have do negative modifiers, Adam. I don't know if you have any. Shit, they don't have the health modifiers. Aren't there negative? Are there negative health modifiers? Yes, there are. Okay, uh, they're called wound penalties. Yeah, wound penalties. Let me look it up here. Okay, so how many total do you have? Like, not including the ones you lost. I mean, including the ones you lost. Like, how many total? If you're fresh and healthy, do you have? If I was fresh and healthy, I would have seven. Okay, so you're down to five now. Okay, gotcha. All right, so yeah, give me a dex and athletics roll, please. And luckily, my athletics is specialized in running. That's good. Because Alex knows how to get the fuck out of Dodge. Looks like three successes, if I'm reading this correctly. So you jump onto, or jump, you jump back onto your feet and you start running. You ignore the pain in your leg and you're just able to kind of like, you, you've, you've ran in high stakes situations before in the snow, not as high stakes of having a bunch of murderous, like teenagers coming after you, but you've been able to run the snow before. So you kind of learn how to navigate your way. And as you're running in the snow, you kind of like find, you see that you're getting closer and closer to like where this parking area is. You run past a couple like pine trees that are covered in snow and you get to where you see, like there's about like four cars. You see, there's the van, Derek's van that you took. You see that there's like a Mitsubishi car. It looks like a, like a, one of those little like sporty cars out there. There you see an old Oldsmobile car and you see like there's this like a pickup truck that has the school's name. If you're looking on it, kind of like on the door. So like you assume it might be like a school security truck or something to that extent. What are you doing? I'm going to head to the pickup truck to see if there's anything in the bed of the pickup that I could use. Uh, go ahead and give me uh, wits and investigation, please. So the private investigator with zero investigation dots has zero successes on that role. You are looking through the, trying to look through the driver's side window, but it's all iced over. You're like even trying to use your elbow and you're trying to like, you know, like get the ice to get disappear and it's just not doing anything. And you look towards where you came from and you see figures starting to come out of the window. I mean, you're looking and you think that they're probably like 50 yards away from you, 60 yards away from you, but they, you see that they're coming. They're like starting to come out the window. Now they're like darker shapes. What are you doing? Is the truck unlocked? You go to try to unlock, you push the button in and you try to open it and it doesn't open. You're like, shit. You're like trying to check it and it's locked. I'm going to check her purse. Does she have a key to the truck? You look in the purse and you're digging around. You're like Kleenexes and you see like lip balm and there's like other stuff and you're desperately trying to find it and your hands come across something on the bottom and it feels like cold metal and you're able to like, you pull it out and you look, you see these keys and there's a, you feel like this sense of excitement for a second as you look as your hand ha are around them and you're like trying to like do the thing where like fuck trying to find a car key and the, and the, and the, and the, and the panic of it. Uh, I'm going to have you give me a Woodson composure roll real quick, please. Four successes. 
So you realize as you look down and you're able to like make this out because of the street light that is in the parking lot there. And you are looking down and you see a Mitsubishi symbol and you realize there's a second you turn and look and you see that this car that doesn't have ice over windows as you know, like this truck that probably was sitting here and you do the math. You're like, okay, this truck has been sitting here. It probably hasn't been driven all day. That's why it has ice on there. And you look and you see that this is goes with the Mitsubishi. I'm going to run to the Mitsubishi and open it up, hop in. Start it up. So you open up the door and you, you, when you go in and put the key in there and you realize like, shit, you don't have like the normal pre-start, you know, with the battery, like powers on the lights or anything like that. And you go to turn and you don't hear nothing. You're like, shit. And you go to turn and you're like, you're not even trying to fight over. God damn it. All right. I get out of the car. And at this point, and... these people, they're about 10 yards from you right now. And I'm going to cut. Go ahead. I'm bolt sorry. to the barn. You start bolting to the barn. Okay. I'm going to cut to Wayne. Wayne, you're running with these people that are running after you. Uh, you come across, you are starting to run towards the barn area. You're coming, you're going across this and you look and you see that these people are still following you, are still trying to chase after you. I need you to give me a dex and athletics roll, please. No successes. So as you're running, Wayne, you find your, you start losing your traction and you slide on the ground. You're like, oh shit, shit. And you just like do that where your legs come up from underneath you and you fall on your side and it like hits the side of your like body that like your wound is on. So I'm going to get, have you give yourself one bruise and they are going to come upon you as you hit fall. And it's almost like you, you kind of spin a little bit. So you slide, you slide, you spin and you're like, oh, and you land and you look and you see them just like coming at you like, oh shit. It's almost like a wave that is coming at you at the beach. I don't even know Wayne ever went to the beach ever before, but this feeling of like, oh, like even your hands come out for a second to like, stop, like to try to like, see if you can stop them. And they are going to go ahead and attack you. And since you do not have your defensive two because you fell on the ground and you're prone right now, they're going to have four D10 to go ahead and attack you. So three successes. You fall on the ground and you see him come at you and you stick your hands out. And when you stick your hands out, one knife comes down and slices across your palm. And just like this huge gapping wound, you just feel the sharpness comes across your hand and there's a moment where you're like still trying to block it and then another one comes through your two hands and just goes straight into your gut and you can kind of just feel the sharp pain and you're almost like there's a second where you look at them and you're, you're you feel your body tense up and then all of a sudden the shivering starts happening i believe that takes you down to six damage right now right and you have seven if i believe if i understand correctly right how much did i just take now three Three. So you, yeah, three so I have two lethal, one bruised, and then another three lethal. So yeah, that's that's You're down six to one. of my seven slots. Yeah, and there's a moment like where one of them pulls the knife out, and you see like this group of people looking down at you, and you see them part open for a bit, and you see Billy standing and looking down at you, and he's just smirking. And when you're like about to say something, also you see a foot come down on your face, and just bam, and everything goes dark. Do you enjoy games of humanity fighting against the supernatural, literally? Then you'll definitely like our game Corruption. This Hunters Hunted 2 game is set in Washington, D.C. and follows an eclectic group of hunters who bond together through their brushes with the supernatural. 